guests tonight. Marcus the Mad Dog Haugen. Host of the King's Pulse Podcast, Brendan No-Nonsense Nunes. And later on, we'll be talking to a special lamb friend. And I'm your host, the November 4th, 7 11 p.m. Uh, 7 11, make a wish, as they say, mm. at, whenever you go to the store. Uh, um, I wish for a Slurpee. Yeah, well, your wish is my command. Um, the Sacramento Kings, as we're talking now, are 4 and 4, tied for 6 in the West, so doing okay. Uh, Brendan, you host the King's Pulse, so you have your pulse on the the kings uh what would you say are they are you happy with where they are or what do you think so far this season yeah thanks for having me on larry i I, i'm pretty happy with how the kings have started the year um you know i think considering the schedule that they've gone up against in these first eight games outside of their two showings against the pelicans they're playing really good playoff teams um so yeah i mean i think they've been competitive in every single one of their showings and they certainly could have a better record at this point if if fox played the way that people kind of expected him to but four and four is uh, i'm more than happy with that at this point so what's going on with fox uh where has he been not producing um you know fox kind of is saying that shots just aren't falling for him there's you know, around the league, the top free throw shooters from last season have kind of seen a dip in that aspect with uh, some of the rule changes. And Fox is one of the guys that most significantly has has taken a drop there, going from just upwards of seven attempts per game last year to just about five this season. He's had a couple now of only one or two free throw attempts, which is just kind of an outlier for him. So I think that's really affecting him. But aside from that, like, I, th- I do kind of buy it's just, Shots not falling for him. Sometimes I, I wouldn't mind a little bit more aggressiveness, but yeah, I mean, 19% from three is just like, I get Fox needs to improve from three in general. He was at 32% last year, but he's not a freaking below 20% free throw shooter. Like some of it is just shots are shots are not falling it, which, you know, we're seeing for guys like Damian Lillard around the league too. It'll come a time. Do you, so, I mean, like the Kings obviously have, I think they could all play together, but they have a glut at guard with Fox, um, Halliburton, Davion Mitchell, all kind of point guards. I mean, do you do you think Fox is kind of the long term solution at point guard, or if or do you think he's going to be part of the long term plan, or do you see the Kings maybe going away from him at some point? I mean, I think that I don't know how sustainable the three guard lineup is throughout the next, you know, two, three years. But to me, the one that sticks around is, is Fox, you know, unless they, they change timelines and decide to go younger and really embrace a higher traffic, excuse my dogs playing in the background. That's okay. um, Yeah. So unless they drastically change directions, which throughout the last 
what decade of the Kings we've seen no indication of them wanting to kind of uh, slow down and maybe embrace a youth movement. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why Fox isn't still, you know, the primary guy on this team now and moving forward. Yeah, so that is interesting. They've always kind of tried to compete, even though not necessarily doing it. Um, Marcus, I know you've talked about maybe trading Fox and wanting to uh, tear the whole thing down and really embrace a youth movement. Do you still kind of see that as the way forward for the Kings? Yeah. I mean, you know, Brendan's closer to them than I am, but like, you know, yeah, he's got his finger on the pulse. He's got his finger on the pulse. I've got my finger, you know, maybe on uh, like a vertebrae. So I'm touching something, but there's (laughs) certainly not a lot of blood flow there. Um, But, you know, I just, I can't help but feel like at this point that we're just like investing more and more resources into pretty good players, which is making it harder and harder to ever actually find the guy who could be the number one to build around. Cause it's like, I love deer and Fox. I love watching him play. I think he's a very good player. I just, I, nothing has ever convinced me that he's could be like a number one piece on a championship team. And I think to a certain degree, he's like one of those guys who's like, more fun to watch than he actually is like an amazing basketball player where like when he's going, it's like, I think there's very few people who are as fun to watch, but I'm not necessarily sure that he's like a guy who like is a number one piece and that he like totally elevates the whole team around him. And like, you can like, to me, like the ideal situation for him is, is like a secondary complementary piece where he's like really slashing because someone else has a larger center of gravity and can start pulling away and let him just really like rip into the paint and do what he does best. Yeah, Brendan, I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think that this Kings franchise needs to kind of tear it down until they find that number one piece? Or do you think they can kind of muddle through and become a playoff team. Yeah. I mean, I think like the whole question of can Fox be a number one guy is something that we're just going to have to keep asking, you know, like uh, it's going to be hard to get that answer. Um, I'm with, I'm with Marcus on the things he was pointing out with Fox. Um, I think, you know, he's definitely an all-star talent, like could have been in the all-star league last in the all-star game last year, 25 and seven, only him and Trey young averaged upwards of 25 points and didn't make the all-star game last year. Um, Like he's a ridiculous talent, but it takes a lot to be the number one guy on a team. Um, I've kind of come to, I mean, I don't think you tear it down. I think if you would have done that, you, if that was the case, you should have done it last year, year before sort of thing. And you could have kept Fox, um, because I think ideally Fox is your number two, like Marcus was saying, um, but it's so difficult to find that number one. And I think it, your journey to being able to do that with Fox still on the roster um, and him not be annoyed with wasted years as he's just starting this max contract was last year or the year before. So it kind of feels past that point. And to me, I think that my focus would kind of turn to finding a player the same caliber as Fox or not far off. So where Fox can be like a one B or a one a to somebody else that he can kind of rub shoulders with and share responsibility. You know, I think Tyrese Halliburton being the third guy, or I guess if you want to say two after one a and one B is also a decent formula there. 
they have good complementary pieces in Rashawn Holmes, Harrison Barnes, Davion Mitchell has been phenomenal eight games into his rookie season. Um, I, I mean, we knew he was NBA ready, but I, I wasn't ready for this level of impact this early in his career. Like, I think it's, you know, I, Phoenix is an outlier situation in how they built their team. But if you want to look at their formula, like Sacramento is, you know, a Chris Paul away and not specifically a Chris Paul because of the roster construction differences, yeah, but they they're one another, big guy away. point guard. <laughs> to the <next>. I mean, <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, this is a polarizing guy, but, you know, you could say a Ben Simmons away from making a dent in the Western Conference. Okay, that's interesting because, yeah, Ben Simmons, uh, I don't know. So I've, I've, you've heard people bandy, bandy around the idea of Ben Simmons going to the Kings because um, he is a point guard, right? Except he's just not a shooting point guard. Like, how would you see him fitting in with, with the team? I mean, spacing is the obvious concern, right? Um, especially if you're moving Buddy Heald in that deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and say, I don't know if Tyrese Halliburton's involved in that. Like, that's two of your best shooters right there. You're left with Harrison Barnes and a bunch of subpar three-point shooters. Like, um, So I get that being the concern. But honestly, outside of that, like, if you look at all of Sacramento's weaknesses, defense, especially on-ball defense when it comes to covering wings – um, rebounding and specifically those two points and size at the wing position, like Ben Simmons checks all, if, if you're looking for what Ben Simmons does well, it's kind of those three boxes. Like he's ridiculously versatile on the defensive end of the floor was second in defensive player of the year voting last year for, for good reason. Um, he rebounds well in, in transition. I mean, if you did keep Halliburton in the deal, if, if a transition is running at you and you're looking at, Ben Simmons, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, like that's that's a pretty scary transition team if you're able to force turnovers. Um, and yeah, I mean, worst defense in the league last year. I think it was the second worst defensive rating of all time. And that's obviously something that Simmons does well. So I would understand the, the concerns with half-court offense and, and those being totally genuine. But I mean, I think that, yeah, it comes down to Simmons checking enough boxes of clear weaknesses that Sacramento has being his few few high caliber strengths that it intrigues me. Yeah, it would intrigue me. To, like, I mean, Ben Simmons, we've seen uh, at times when Embiid is out that he he starts looking like, uh, you know, one of the best players in the NBA uh, leading an offense. He's like a point center, almost kind of like what Giannis could do. Um, he just needs to be in an offense where I guess the, the lane isn't clogged for him. Um, Marcus, would you be intrigued by a Ben Simmons trade, even if it involved Halliburton? I mean, intrigued, absolutely. Like, I hear what Brendan's saying about, I think, yeah, you know, I think we we talked about tearing it all down last year, and that probably was sort of the closing of the window in terms of, like, Fox's contract and stuff. And so then once you do talk about, like, hey, let's, like, bring in other pieces and try to find a complementary guy, like, you know, if that's – the direction they're committed to, which I think, you know, Brendan's right that like, despite my wishes, that does seem like probably the way they're going with it. Then yeah, like, let's just try some stuff. Like Ben Simmons is a fun player. He definitely addresses some of the more glaring weaknesses on this roster. And, you know, I think let's say that like, it really gets some traction where it's like, Hey, like it looks like these guys can contend. I mean, 
I feel like a lot of those uh, contender LeBron teams showed that, like, if you really, like, have something special, you can find, like, old cheap shooter guys to stand around and wait for a pass to come to them. There's always a Kyle Korver looking to join a championship team. Um, So switching gears back to, you mentioned him before, Davion Mitchell. Um, He's... He's uh, he's a champion in every level, college, summer league, maybe now the NBA. Um, well, Marcus, what did what did you think when they took Mitchell with their pick last year? I it was frustrating to me, based on more of a positional fit, and also I guess like sort of my feelings about the roster. Like you know they're. Halliburton and Mitchell to a certain degree feel like they're looking for like, you know, guys to like complement what they have rather than like, you know, top ceiling guys. And I think Halliburton already is kind of showing that uh, he's to me at least exceeded like expectations as far as like, I feel like when we got him, it's like, this guy's going to be a solid contributor, but there's a ceiling. And now I've, I am at least cautiously optimistic that he can be, even better than I think the initial like draft analysts were projecting him to be. But, uh, you know, it felt like in terms of like, yeah, this team really needs defensive help. And so I, if they're fully committed to not tearing this down, I understand where that's coming from. It just feels like it's so clogged up positionally that, you know, if there isn't, if they aren't actively looking to like move these pieces and figure out, you know, a way to like fit the guards that they feel play well together onto the roster and flip the other ones to get someone who actually complements the players they want to keep. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Uh, Brendan, what were your thoughts on draft night? Uh, I'm still mad that I don't have a recording of my reaction because <laughs> I was, let's say, not happy. Um, yeah, I mean, talked about like the clear need for a wing on this roster and it's like of all positions. I mean, you even could have, uh, I would have been fine with a center because in my mind, Rashawn Holmes was going to walk in the offseason and think, think, thankfully he didn't. And they got him on one of the best center deals, maybe just general contracts in the league this offseason. But it was like, man, of all positions, and you're going to go for a guy with, in my mind, is like a lower ceiling. But to be fair, like the idea that the team needed to be tougher, I think, was very valid after last season. Davion fits that. Um, And you want – he's just a character guy that you want around your team. Um, You know, the reports of his ridiculous work ethic, they have to ask him to leave the gym and – yeah, the defensive intensity that he brings, you know, we heard Fox and Buddy in preseason and training camp talking about how Mitchell's one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. And it's like, you know, obviously they're talking up their guy, but that's pretty high praise. Like, um, and yeah, I didn't buy into it all too much until we saw this first stretch of games. He covers Damon CJ in isolation. Then he's dealing with Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson. He had some decent moments on Steph Curry then you see some, okay, Chris Paul moments. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been blown away with his defense. I mean, I still think that if you try to put him on a three, like we saw him assigned to Luka Doncic for a little while, that size is still just going to be overwhelming for him, even though he's going to put in a lot of energy and effort in the way that the roster construction built is built. And um, partially, 
a, a large part due to that draft pick, Davion might be your best option at times for a guy like that, which is just going to cause some struggles on the defensive end of the floor. But no, I mean, I've been blown away. I feel a lot better now than I did at the time of the draft. I, I still have questions of how that trio of Fox, Halliburton and Mitchell work moving forward. But yeah, I mean, on ball in isolation, he's genuinely already one of the best defenders in the league in that aspect. I think he needs some work getting through screens and some of his off ball rotations, but yeah, that's something that the Kings didn't have on this team and, and desperately lacked last offseason. And he's had a couple of games of really promising offensive showings as well. He's also had quieter ones, you know, a couple, um, I mean, a handful of single digit performances as well throughout these eight. But then he's had two instances of 18 plus last night against New Orleans. He had 12 and eight assists on the night. Like there's a there's a decent offensive player somewhere there in Davion as well. So I'm more optimistic on his ceiling individually moving forward than I was at the time of the draft, but still skeptical of how that trio works moving forward. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Davion Mitchell. Um, I was blown away by his defense in in the tournament in March, and as you were saying that, I started thinking, okay, yeah, he's great on ball defense. He's even really good team defense when he's not on the ball, and he just does such a great job of like sagging off the guy he's covering, but then being able to recover and help while he's sagging off. But thinking about if like if you did pair him with Ben Simmons, because then Ben Simmons could guard that like the top wing on the other team who's because he's got the size to do that, that would be a ferocious defense. Um so might be worth taking that swing. Um switching gears a bit. We're gonna we're gonna bring in a special guest who his name is Lambskin. I don't know this uh, person well, but Lambskin contacted me um, when uh, when they found out that I was doing a show about the Sacramento Kings uh, and really wanted to get in on the action. Lambskin, are you are you there, Lambskin? Yeah, baby, I'm right here. So yeah, so what's up? What's uh, what, what, what did you want to oh. say about the Kings? Okay, 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 okay. I got a pro- uh, proposition, proposal. Uh, I think the Sacramento Kings needs a new mascot, and I think it should be me, Lambskin, baby. All right, Lambskin, baby. Oh. I like the babies. Can I say that? Yeah, you like the babies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's going to be my, uh, what do you, what do you say? What, what's those things called when it's like, you know, the thing you say all the time, your uh, trademark, your uh, brand, what? Catchphrase. Catchphrase, yeah, that's right. Baby is my catchphrase, yeah. You would think that Baha would be my, nope. No. It's baby. It's baby. Bye. What, should I throw a bye in there? Bye. Bye. Nah, nah, nah. Maybe bye, bye, baby. Oh, look at you, Larry. Yeah. Some good suggestions over here. Bye, bye, baby. So what do you think? What do you, what do you guys think? Well, I, I love the, you have the energy of the mascot. Um, you, yeah, I, I guess my first impression is like, I'm a little confused how you relate to the Kings. I think 
uh, I'm going in a different direction, baby. Is, is that it? Mean? Is that the whole pitch? <laughs> hey, we, this is Listen, a different Listen, direction. They, they've had Slamson uh, the Lion for a very long time, okay? And I feel like the opposite, you know, because it's 2021 and shortly going to be 2022, they need to go a different direction, like 180 degrees. Baby. Okay, so I guess like you know, like there's like that saying about March that it goes in like a lion, out like a lamb. Is that sort of <laughs> where you're coming from? Why not? Yeah, you got some good ideas too, Mr. Hagen. Mr. Oh, Hagen. Well, <laughs> Mr. Hagen. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a good way to introduce you. Out like a lion, in like a lamb. It gets the opposite because you're coming in. Um, well. Uh, Brendan, do you are you are you f- currently a fan of was it Sir S- Slamson, King Slamson? Slamson is. I guess we can go with Sir. I think I'm I'm good with this change. Why not? Yeah, it is 180 degrees. Okay, so so Lambskin, uh, the host of King's Pulse is on board with this change. Nice. So nice. Assuming we could get it all the way up to ownership of the Kings. Uh, Vivek, right, is the owner. Um, so what w- what do you plan on doing during games? Uh, braying, because that's <laughs> what lambs do. Yeah, they bray. Listen, that, I, 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 I got a question for Brendan. Do you do you know where Slamson's name came from? I don't. Do you? <gasps> Maybe I could school you, hee <laughs> baby. So nefarious. Where, where to come from? Yeah, where to come? I just, <laughs> are you gonna school us or what? School you? Actually, I looked it up on Wikipedia because everybody could do that, man. Everybody can look it up. So, Slamson. It's what? What? Nothing. Just tell, I'm ready to be schooled. Okay, all right, here. You, you'll be wikipedia instead of being schooled. Okay. All right, so apparently Slamson is like, you know, uh, uh, it's supposed to be biblical, like a, 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 a wordplay, if you will, on Samson. Mm. Do you guys know who Samson is? He had long hair and all his strength came from his hair. And then one day Delilah came around and cut it all off and then he was all weak and shit. Can I curse on here? Am I allowed to curse? <laughs> You're is not this like a kid's show? I don't know. Well, it, I mean, it's not, but maybe you should get used to not cursing because you're going to be entertaining children at the game. What? Yeah. That's, no. what that's what mascots do. They're for the kids. It's a big part of it, for sure. That and fighting Robin Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I've got hooves. I can take Robert Lopez anytime, anywhere, baby. Who's Robert Lopez? <laughs> I feel like I, I can. I feel like I can, I can fight him, but I, I I don't know who he is. Should I Wikipedia him? Yeah, Wikipedia oh. him. He is the brother of Brooke Lopez. He's a he's a, a center in the NBA. I think he's I don't know what team he's on now. Wait, what's his name again? Because I got a songwriter. Oh, Robin Lopez. Okay, because I put Robert Lopez. 
But he's uh his thing is he's a goofball. He likes to he likes to mess around and um and and kind of pretend to fight with the mascots or maybe it's legit fighting, I don't know. But he fights oh. with the mascots and you know, gets a lot of lols. Uh, listen, this guy does look like a goofball. Let me just say, hold on a second. Let me just bring him up on the screen. Hold on. Just give me a second. Just give me one second. I got this guy. I got this guy. Hold on a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Just, just give me one second. Okay, downloading JPEG. <laughs> ah, goofball. He looks like a goofball. I can take him. Yeah, I can take him. Right. Lambskin, the new mascot for the team, can take this guy anytime, any day. I'll fight. I'll fight him. Entertain the kids. That's that would be thing. entertaining, especially if you won. So, yeah. yeah if I won. Sorry. Larry, 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 come on. Who are you going to bet on? I'm going to bet you on a you. Guy? Am I a good guy? <laughs> No, I'm asking if you're a betting guy. I, I love I love gambling, Mister the Athlete. I, I I'm I'm a betting man, so I'll I'll bet oh, on you. And who, Robin or me? I'm gonna go with Lambskin. Yeah, that's right. That's the right answer. Because you would have caught some hooves. <laughs> you didn't choose me. What about you, Mister Hagen? And I'm getting to you too, Mister Brendan. Yeah, I mean, I'm not interested in catching any hoops, so I'll say you as well, Lambskin. Yeah. Nice, nice, good job, good job. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna keep going with the non-confrontational thing here. Woo! Go for it. Three for three, Lambskin wins. Lambskin, it seems like you are, you know, so a, a pretty aggro mascot, and so like it just occurred to me that you know probably the most famous character player. Could be a bit of a character, but definitely a player uh, on the Kings is De'Aaron Fox, who, mm-hmm. you know, is named for an animal known for terrorizing uh, farmyards. Is that something you're OK with? Hi, listen, I, I, I'm sorry if I came across as an aggro bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, though. I'm, I'm gentle. I'm a lamb. With skin. Oh, good. That is an important part of that's where the name comes from. Yeah, I got the lamb part. Okay, so I'm starting to see. I'm starting to see this character. It's your your gentle lamb. Yeah, that's me. Gentle lamb. Ah, cute. It's a little lamb, and then you get all aggro. You start you start intimidating people and threatening with your hooves, threatening to throw some hooves. Um, yeah, that, and then force them to bet on you. <laughs> I think I think uh, the owner of the Sacramento Kings is totally totally gonna buy it. So out goes the lion and in comes the lambskin. That's right. That's me. Are you going to do any tricks during the game? Like, are you going to dunk a basketball or anything like that? No. I don't want to do that. No. You have nothing to do with basketball. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> 
You just fight with Robin Lopez when you play That's right. Washington. I'll, I'll, I'll fight with this guy. I can take him. I can. Ta- you guys bet it on me, and I will win you money. I will use my hoof foo. That's a <laughs> yep. kind of martial art that only lambs know. And yeah. some bovines. Some lambs and bovines know this martial art called hoof mm. Some pandas, I've heard. No, pandas don't know this martial art. Oh, I know they, they know some martial arts. They do. <laughs> they do know some <laughs> martial arts. But they're not bovines, and they're not hooved, so they don't know no. hufu. No, they're not. Anyway, yeah. So I'm, I'm okay, okay, okay. Let me, let me just say that thank you so much for entertaining me mm-hmm. uh, and letting me come on your show, Mr. Larry, the athlete. I, it's been a big dream of mine to, to get on your show and, you know, just one phone call I did and, and it took me a couple of tries because, you know, I have hooves, I don't have fingers to dial in and you letting me be part of the show. It's just, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm happy to make your dream come true. And, yeah, uh, well, my ultimate dream is to kick slams into the curb and be the mascot for the Sacramento Kings, baby. All right, there you have it, Lambskin, possibly wow. the new mascot for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, do you ha- do you have representation? Do you have an agent? Uh, n- not at the moment. If you guys know anybody that would like to represent a cute little lamb like me. Uh, throw them my way. That would be nice. I will absolutely do that. And speaking of agents, um, there is one agent that I know is very upset right now, and that would be Marvin Bagley's agent because uh-huh. Bagley in his fourth year uh, is just not playing. Um, uh, Brendan, do you know anything about what's going on there and why he's just pretty much on the bench now. That was directed towards me, right? Sorry. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, they're done talking to me, Brendan. <laughs> you're fine. But stick fine. around, Lambskin, because I'm going to ask you uh, about Bagley, too. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, I think if I uh, just put it bluntly, like the Kings want to win basketball games and Marvin Bagley doesn't help them do that. Like, he is... The, the scoring numbers and just kind of box score looks good for Bagley. You know, he, he looks decently efficient. There was an improvement in three-point shooting last year, um, but he doesn't play within the flow of the offense. And he seems to not have accepted that he's not like a star in the league. He, he didn't adapt to kind of embracing the nuances, you know, setting hard screens, rolling hard, which I think he could be good at. He, he gets a lot of rebounds. Um, due to his athleticism, but he, I still wouldn't call him like he's above average in that aspect, but he has the potential to be elite if he would just be willing to be physical and, and box out guys. And then, yeah, I mean, he's a pretty horrific defender. And I think the main thing is that while potential is still there, you know, he's young, he just hasn't shown any willingness to like commit to Sacramento. If anything, it's been the opposite. You know, he hasn't said himself that he wants out. There was like a like tweet about a trade Uh, His dad was vocal on Twitter saying, get him out of there. And 
Bagley had an opportunity in, in press conferences to kind of say what Fox said at one point last year as well. You know, my dad doesn't speak for me. And instead, Bagley kind of just dodged around the question and, um, yeah, did, didn't confront it or about that way. So I think he, he just doesn't contribute much while he's on the floor and he doesn't seem very committed to the Kings. So there's not all too much of a reason to throw him out there in my mind. It's interesting. I, cause I would have thought like he could contribute to this team or at least they could have tried to develop or given him one more shot, see what else he could do. Um, yeah. I mean, do you think the Kings are better off playing, giving his minutes to say Mo Harkless or which they, I mean, who they are right now, Mo Harkless or Alex Len or, um, uh, Tristan Trist- yeah, Tristan Thompson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think so. Like, okay. um, yeah, they, they have enough offensive creation, especially with the three guards. I mean, we've seen four guard lineups this year that they need to shore up and improve the defense in ways that they can. And yeah, Harkless definitely contributes in doing that. I think Lennon Thompson are significantly better rim protectors than Bagley as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think that, you know, the occasional really good offensive quarter you get from Bagley is enough to throw him out there when, you know, nine times out of 10, he's going to be a negative. Marcus, uh, what, what are your thoughts on just the fact that he's not even playing? I mean, it's like at some level, it's sad, you know, yeah. like he's so young and to like have be essentially washed up and like so ineffective at this point, like it's sad. Like, I, you know, I, Obviously, like, it doesn't look like a great draft pick now, but, like, when they drafted him, I was like, this isn't my favorite pick, but, like, I can see a lot of, like, universes where this works out, and he's, like, a really solid contributor for this team, maybe even, you know, like, a major factor the next time they're good, and it's just not going to happen. It's, like, a completely failed prospect, and, you know, I think that injuries definitely played a part in it, but, like, yeah, Brendan's right. I, you know, they've, when he's been available, they've really given him a shot and it seems like it's just not going to click. And as much as I want, you know, them to be like, he's 22, let's keep giving him chances or even just to like build up some value to ship him elsewhere. Cause you know, this doesn't seem like it's going to be the place for him if it ever works out. I think probably as I think about it, there's some value in just like, you know, why expose like our young players who we think like can learn good habits to like, you know, having to cover up his mistakes and like just play with a selfish player who's sort of, you know, we're not building chemistry in any way. If he's out there kind of, you know, being, missing defensive assignments and just sort of pouting about not being the star of the show. Yeah. He, he probably can't get much of a return at this point. I mean, maybe like a second round pick or two second round picks. And I guess it probably doesn't change much if he plays or not. Um, yeah, it's we. I, I guess the Kings have just they they know they're done. They moved on, and like why, why try to develop him anymore? Um, Lambskin, if you, what would your advice be to Marvin Bagley, who's just 
basically done with the Kings, but still on the team and just sitting on the bench? You know, it's too bad that, you know, I just Wikipedia him and uh, it looks <laughs> like he hurt his, hurt his hand and he hurt his foot. Um, I, I mean, I would say, you know, maybe he could mascot, but that's my job. So he can't do that. Have you gotten the job or are you just assuming? No, I, oh, listen, you've got to, you've got to envision that you already have it. I already got it. The mascot for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Game over. Okay. Game over could be your catchphrase too. Oh, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Game over, done deal. I am the mascot for the Sacramento Kings. Listen, uh, I feel bad that he's only twenty-two. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mister Mister Hog. Oh, I was just thinking your catchphrase like could maybe be a competitive advantage. If you know, at the end of the third quarter, you're screaming "game over," and the <laughs> other team just goes home, and then we've got an uncontested quarter to play. Oh man, yeah. That if I had the power to do that, it would be game over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I I have no real opinion about this this young young man. Uh, I hope that he has a long and successful career, but maybe not for not for the Sacramento Kings. No, 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 absolutely oh, not. What was that? What was that rap thing that happened to him like a couple of years ago? Do you remember this? Didn't he try to like get Dame Lillard or something? Oh, like in a diss rap or something? Yeah, I don't know, Brendan. Do you know about this? Oh, is he a singer? He he does. Is he do in like, the music he, business? He does have like a couple rap albums, and at one point, like him and Dan ah. had a little back and forth. Yeah. Ah. Oh, I don't feel too bad for him then. He can go into the. You know, I mean, he is in the entertainment business, but you know, in another way. You don't need an arm or a foot or a hand <laughs> to do uh, some to to have some sick licks. <laughs> sick licks. It's true. He, he like his his career has been derailed by injuries, and uh, those injuries wouldn't wouldn't be a problem in the rap game. No. So, I would spit some bars, but you know, I, I'm I'm only an amateur. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to hurt your ears or hurt my chances. Or would of you being the mascot? Or would you? Kings. I think you would spit some bars. Spit um. some bars. <laughs> I like you, Mister the Athlete. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so, Brendan, where do you where do you see the Kings finishing this year? Or like finishing this year? Um, yeah, I mean, I think going into the year, I was kind of thinking the ten seed and nine ten range, and I think they're still probably about that area. You know. Um, it's going to kind of depend on there's always one team that falls that you don't expect. Right. Um, and it's kind of seeming like that might be the, uh, the Clippers this season. So maybe there's another opening in it from a team that I wasn't quite expecting going into the year. They totally still have time to turn it around, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be rubbing shoulders with Minnesota, Memphis, and, uh, and it looks like the Pelicans fell out of that race, but it kind of seems like Minnesota and Memphis are going to be fighting and probably the Clippers for that 9-10 spot with uh, one or two of them on the outside looking in. Yeah, and possibly with Portland as well, though, though they, I think, have just had kind of 
bad shooting from Dame, and we'll probably turn it around a little bit. Um, Marcus, uh, yes, yeah. How do you how do you see the Kings finishing this year? Yeah, similar to Brendan, I think they're like, you know, just Alex just lunch, cha cha cheesy bread. I'll go wake up the keys. <laughs> what was that? Is that me? Sorry. <laughs> What are you doing there? <laughs> I should have been on mute. Sorry about that. We got a autoplay ad from Wikipedia. <laughs> but Larry, that's that's big. You've got a cheesy bread sponsor now. They do have to pay you if that appears on your podcast. Was that Lil Caesars? I said Lil Caesars. <laughs> Little Caesars? Something cheesy bread. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I anyway, I agree that they're probably in the mix for the play-in. Um, yeah. I just, you know, they seem just like sort of like on like the lower end of mediocre. Like, you know, they're not true. Cont- they're going to be like fighting to scrape into it. Lambskin, where, where do you see the Kings finishing this year? With me. <laughs> I think that's a perfect way to end our show. Uh, Brendan, do you want to plug anything or tell people where to find you? Yeah, you did a good job at the beginning. I think it's just uh, the King's Pulse podcast and then there's writing going on at the King's here. So I appreciate you having me on, man. Of course. Thanks for coming. Marcus, anything to plug? Uh, Yeah, I've been following this Twitter account I really like uh, called Larry the Athlete. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So everyone should follow that. Okay, uh, I'll try it out. Uh, Lambskin, anything to plug? Bet on me, Lambskin. <laughs> I will win you lots of money with my hooves. Oh my! So many, uh, so many catchphrases. Ba ba baby, game over, <laughs> and, and and bet on me. Yeah, I, I've got to narrow it down. You're right. Yeah, narrow it down. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. figure it out. And uh, I'm gonna, you, of course, can follow this at Larry the Athlete account that Marcus mentioned on Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, and you could subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder. Ah!